the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson, and we have an exciting show for you today with Paul Frazon, Executive Vice Chair of the Houston Technology Center. And uh, before we introduce him, I just want to take a moment to reflect that that there's been a lot of focus over the last few months on the failure of really large uh, corporate entities. And while the government and the media are focused on these behemoths, small businesses all over this country are modifying their strategies and tactics to remain in business and to succeed through this recession. Today we are going to be focusing on startups and we'll discuss the importance of entrepreneurship as the engine of jobs in in our country. In particular, we will discuss the potential for new businesses that utilize technology to add value to the economy. Innovation and creativity is the mother of opportunity, and that is certainly true when it comes to business startups. Uh, as I said, today with us to discuss this important aspect of our economy and jobs is to Paul Frazon of the Houston Technology Center. Uh, before we get to his introduction, I just want to remind everyone that we'll have four segments today, and if you'd like to call in on the second and third segment, we welcome you to do that with your questions for Paul. Uh, Paul Frazon is currently Executive Vice Chairman and was a founder and the original president and CEO of Houston Technology Center, serving from 1999 uh, to, through 2007. Um, I will refer to it as HTC, uh, was formed in 1999 to serve as a business accelerator for Houston-based emerging technology companies. It is a nonprofit organization that seeks to enhance Houston's position as a leading city for starting and growing companies in key technology sectors such as energy, information technology, life sciences, nanotechnology, and NASA-originated technologies. Since Paul's move to Houston in 1975, he has been president and CEO of three public technology-based companies, LifeMark, ComputerCraft, and LifeCell. He has been involved in numerous other startups by serving on the board of directors, and his extensive experience includes many mergers and acquisitions. He has raised multiple rounds of venture capital, uh, has participated in two IPOs, and more than a dozen follow-on rounds of public financing. In 2004, he was honored by the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year program and by the Kauffman Foundation as a national finalist for his achievements as supporter of entrepreneurship. He received his B.A. from Occidental College in uh, Los Angeles, California. He currently serves on the board of directors of the Houston Technology Center, uh, BioHouston, the Institute of Research and Rehabilitation, the Entrepreneurship Institute, the Lions Eye Foundation of Houston, the Boy Scouts of America, Houston uh, Division, and Texas Council of the American Electronic Association, the MIT Forum, and the Advisory Council of the University of Houston College of Technology. Wow, 
Paul, you are a busy man, and we welcome you today. Thank you very much. That sounded uh, like it was uh, too defocused, all the things that I supposedly am doing, but I guess all of that is true. Uh, there's one more that is a little more focused to what we're going to talk about today, that uh, I've recently uh, joined the board of the Houston Angel Network, and that is, uh, as the name implies, uh, the group uh, here in the in greater Houston area that is focusing on making uh, selected investments on uh, young startup and early stage companies. And uh, so that one is uh, another one to add to the list. But uh, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, you've asked me to tell you a little bit about uh, my background and how I perhaps got involved in this uh, entrepreneur type of world. I guess that you could almost say it goes way back to I've always been kind of a ham. And part of my uh, education and training was always in uh, in public speaking and in uh, uh, in talking about what I really believe in. And I think an entrepreneur is someone who has to have strong beliefs, enthusiasm about what he's doing. Uh, I used to have to do it in my experiences in Hollywood and radio, television, movies, and things like that. Uh, but it, as it's gone on in my business career, uh, I have been given uh, the unique opportunity to have been an intrapreneur in the early stages where the big corporation that I was a part of basically gave me the opportunity to put my money where my mouth was in businesses where I thought that the corporation could grow and expand. For instance, with American Hospital Supply Corporation, uh, I was uh, very, very enthralled about the opportunities. We were, we were exporting a lot of things into Canada, and I thought we could do a lot better job if we really were there. Long story short, I became the general manager in Canada uh, and was able to build a business that I believed in, but call up uh, Big Mother, if you will, and Big Daddy, and get the money from the home office. But they believed in me, in what I believed in, and I was able to sell. They were my, they were my uh, venture capitalist, if you will. So early in my career, I had the opportunity of uh, really starting new things, believing in them, trying to have the vision, realizing that you get things done through people and moving forward. So that's a little bit of my background here. Oh, it is so good to have you here. Um, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about our background, and uh, we went back, uh, what, 40, 50 years uh, to <laughs> a long time? identify some of the people. And, and for our listeners, it is absolutely critical, as we have said before on many shows, to take advantage of pioneers, those that have been in the um, in the business or have an interest in going into business, but listen carefully to Paul's wisdom because those years of experience that he has are absolutely crucial to success. And many of the people today who cannot perhaps get a full-time job have the opportunity to become entrepreneurs or go into contract consulting or some other form of consulting, and we're going to talk more about that. So, Paul, great to have you here. Yes, uh, I um, concur, and, and Paul, uh, you have so much to share with us today. Perhaps you could start by just giving us a little history of the Houston Technology Center, uh, how it started, and how you became involved in its inception. Well, I'd be glad to. Uh, I was When I first heard about the Houston Technology Center and the potential for the establishment of the Houston Technology Center, I was the uh, founder and CEO of a company called LifeCell. And LifeCell uh, had started as a technology transfer out of the University of uh, Texas Health Sciences uh, System right here in Houston. And it uh, had a, a method of uh, preserving uh, various uh, cells and tissues for potential transplantation. And uh, 
It uh, fast forwarding. It started in uh, that was started in '86 and uh, moved on forward. We went public in '92, uh, and uh, we were uh, uh, when I first heard about the Houston uh, uh, Technology Center and what was going on. That was in '97 uh, uh, when uh, we were getting ready to. Uh, we were expanding so much we had to have more space, and we we were at the request of our of our investors. They wanted us to move to. Uh, the uh, East Coast and be close to the pharmaceutical corridor and close to uh, Wall Street, et cetera. And uh, I had decided that uh, I had had a couple of other uh, successes and things like that, and I just wasn't going to move my, my family again. We'd been in th- on three different continents and moving all over the place, and that I, I didn't choose to move uh, to the uh, East Coast. Uh, I became the chairman and re- remained with the company as they were. We went out and got a very, very good CEO to take my place, et cetera. When I was hearing about the the plan that the city of Houston had for the formation of what became the Houston Technology Center, there was a Department of Commerce grant that was made available to the tax increment reinvestment zones in various uh, uh, parts of communities that were kind of uh, run down, if you will, uh, and the midtown part of uh, greater Houston uh, was selected as one of these increment reinvestment zones where money could be made available for the refurbishing of a significant facility that had been picked out. It was the Hargest College building, a 40,000-square-foot building that was uh, right in the midtown, uh, right on Main Street, near where the big administrative buildings are now of the, uh, of the HCC, the Houston Community College, and uh, a couple of million dollars had been made available if matching funds were put in by the city to refurbish this 40,000-square-foot building if in the building activities were involved that would create uh, jobs, would provide training that would end out uh, having people then uh, specifically in that uh, area of town, and they emphasized the Hispanics, the uh, Vietnamese and the African Americans that were a greater part of the population uh, could get additional training and there could be jobs uh, that were created and the economic development could be uh, enhanced in greater Houston. So they decided they were going to have to have a business incubator, a business accelerator, somewhere where training would go on. It could house some building, some people in there uh, that had the training to make successful uh, uh, enterprises. And the belief was a study had to be done. Let's analyze what's going on in greater Houston. What kind of businesses have the best potential opportunity for being formed? And it was determined that clearly uh, we had the world's largest uh, medical center. Uh, We were the energy capital of the world. There was a lot of things going on in IT. We were the home of NASA, et cetera. So the emphasis on technology was put in place. And the city of Houston, uh, through the time, at that time, uh, uh, Mayor Brown, uh, proceeded to uh, get to, together from the Greater Houston Partnership, a group of people that were volunteers, to go do some homework to determine just uh, what and where uh, could this actually be established. And uh, about the time that we were getting ready to be moving life cell, I was contacted by uh, uh, an agent of the city, if you will. There was a... Uh, uh, a headhunter, an executive search firm, who contacted me about uh, becoming the the, uh, the initial CEO, and uh, uh, I I was very very interested in the idea, but at the time I hadn't even found my replacement, and uh, we uh, we talked, and I met some of the founding uh, uh, boards of members of the board of directors, some very very 
key people in various industries. You would uh, recognize the names if I told you any of them. Uh, and uh, long story short, uh, on January the 4th of 1999, pardon me, 99, uh, I became the, uh, the founding CEO of the Houston Technology Center, and it was established that our purpose was to accelerate the commercialization of emerging technology companies. And uh, that's how we got started. Wow, that's a, quite a story, and we're gonna, we have a lot more to cover. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to explore the opportunities for technology-driven startups and how the current environment impacts their viability. So stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson, and we're speaking with Paul Frazon today, Executive Vice Chair of the Houston Technology Center. And uh, the motto of the center is Houston Business, uh, excuse me, is uh, transforming technology innovation into business success. So share with us, if you would, Paul, the vision and mission of the organization. Well, I'd be glad to. I think one simple thing to remember is business is our business. Now, and our mission basically is to enable and accelerate the growth of emerging technology companies and for the purpose of creating jobs and promoting economic development in the greater Houston region. And, you know, we have a vision that uh, we want to be the driving force in leading the greater Houston region to be recognized globally as one of the top centers of technology innovation and commercialization in the nation by at least the year 2012. That came up in our uh, five-year plan, and we're moving right along uh, in that regard. And we want to have emphasis on the strengths of our community, those of uh, energy, uh, information technology, life sciences, nanotechnology, and NASA-related technologies are the primary areas that we're working. But I ask you to be sure you remember that our customer is the entrepreneur. We're not the scientists. Uh, We're not the investors. We're the people that are going to be working with someone who has technology that is disruptive, that is going to make make a difference, make changes, and they want to know how they can accelerate their commercialization. And uh, that is where we try to facilitate those things happen, and that's how we work with these customers. Well, that's fascinating. And the board of directors reads like a who's who in uh, Houston business across industries. How does the board support this vision and mission? Well, uh, that's a real key. First of all, you know, when we formed the organization, as I mentioned earlier, that was uh, in 1999, we, uh, as a part of the formation, we went out and interviewed and asked uh, for various people to join our board of directors, people like uh, Dr. John Mendelson of MD Anderson, people like Rod Canyon, the founder of, of Compaq, people like Malcolm Gillis, the head of, uh, of Rice Universities, and many other key leaders in, in either the entrepreneurial world, the educational world, or, or basically uh, uh, in, in the medical uh, arena, and all of those types of people joined our, our board because we were very, very interested, and it was mandatory that we as the management group receive their input, their advice, and also uh, their counsel and the opportunity for our potential customers to meet with those people uh, that we could facilitate the ease of getting around uh, uh, in uh, either either in Compaq or HP or getting over in, into Rice to work with people. You know, I often say that uh, the Houston Technology Center can get one of our customers in front of virtually anybody 
in the city of Houston at least one more time. We can't have let them down. So that's why it's uh, the who's who. They are constantly working with us, advising, and we're meeting with and through them. Oh, one of the most exciting things about what you do is what you mentioned earlier, uh, Houston Angel Network. Um, I'll mention entrepreneurs as opposed to an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, for the listeners, is an entrepreneur who has worked or is working within an organization, just so you understand the difference. But the Houston Angel Network, Paul, is the most exciting thing that um, entrepreneurs can possibly hope for. Could you share with our listeners what it is and how it works? Well, I'd be glad to. Uh, You know, most cities, most large cities, but even medium-sized cities throughout the United States have some way in which people that uh, have the means and the interest to invest uh, uh, in various types of uh, enterprises uh, can get together, uh, can work uh, two or three people together for getting one another's uh, uh, benefit of one another's experiences, etc., to make these kinds of investments. But the city of Houston did not have, prior to uh, uh, the year 2003, I believe it was, either 2002 or 2003, a formal group of individuals who are solely meeting to be able to make investments. They want to have had some pre-screening of the potential uh, company that there is that is there. They want to be able to meet the, the, uh, the entrepreneur who is going to be running that business. Uh, we certainly know the city of Houston has had long for a long time people investing in, in the oil and gas and in real estate, et cetera, and, and – uh, uh, well-heeled individuals uh, perhaps had contacts through their their bankers, through their lawyers, through their accountants, uh, through some organizations they belonged to. But there wasn't an angel network that was put together like there is in the East Coast and the West Coast and the Midwest, etc. So we formed what's called the Houston Angel Network. Uh, this is currently made up of a group of uh, right at 100 uh, uh, accredited. Uh, qualified individuals. These are people that have to pass the certain uh, SEC requirements to be able to uh, make investments like this uh, as a group. Uh, and over the period of uh, two or three years, we have had that grow uh, to a group of 100, which uh, has an opportunity to meet uh, the third Wednesday. It's the second or third Wednesday of every single month, except for Christmas time. Uh, and about uh, 50 or 60 of them meet for breakfast over at the uh, Houstonian Club. Uh, and at that time, three well-screened uh, potential company investments uh, uh, are presenting. And they present for a 10- or 12-minute period. Uh, they tell what the, uh, uh, the mission and the game plan and what the uh, type of uh, uh, business plan is and how they're going to, going to be, su- be successful. Uh, there's a Q&A period uh, afterwards. And then if you are interested, for anybody who is interested in hearing more about one of one or more of those three companies, uh, they fill out a little uh, sign-up sheet, and they can meet uh, as a group with those uh, companies that they were interested in uh, in a, well, the next week or something like that. A lot of them will come and meet at the Houston Technology Center building. Uh, we haven't mentioned we have a 50,000-square-foot building right on the edge of uh, downtown and midtown at 410 Pierce Street. Uh, and therein is what really allows us to do what we really do best, and that's facilitate and provide connections. We have people that are constantly meeting there. We can help our, our clients uh, uh, 
make contact with customers or key individuals that they haven't seen in a long time. Uh, tomorrow, for instance, we will have a luncheon uh, with a special group. There will be a group of about 70 uh, individual uh, presidents or CEOs of companies that will meet for lunch. There will be a good speaker, et cetera. There's lots of networking. And some of our client companies who are housed in our building will run into some of those uh, uh, different uh, potential investors or, or potential customers. And uh, so we're constantly working with our client companies uh, in that regard. And, Paul, uh, can you share with us uh, just what is the process um, to select a client and then what happens once they're selected to be a client? Sure. Well, uh, we one of our, our biggest challenges uh, is to be able to get more and more people to know who we are, where we are. Uh, we have people that uh, come every every second and fourth Wednesday of every single month to what is our orientation. So that was the second or fourth Wednesday of every month at 4 o'clock at the Houston Technology Center. That's uh, www.houstontech.org. We have an orientation meeting, and for one hour we'll tell what we do and what we don't do. And we let people realize that our customers that we work with are people who have uh, a business. They've put together a business plan. They have an idea. They they have uh, some idea who the competition is. They can discuss what their technology is because remember we're dealing with technology type of companies either in the in the information technology area, in life sciences, in energy, in nanotechnology, and they have some business plan that they've put together. They have at least six months. Uh, of funding to be able to at least uh, that funding maybe they just eat out eat uh, lunch and dinner and they they work out of their house uh, but they have to have put together an idea and a plan uh, they have to have a an estimated sales forecast as I said know what their competition is and just what are they going to do and and how are they going to get there and. Uh, when the people come and uh, they fill out the application form, and if they show that uh, they have a realistic chance of being uh, 30 to 35 million or more within five years, why do we pick a number so big as that? Well, if these companies are going to grow, they're going to need growth capital, and they're going to have to be able to attract venture capitalists or people in industry. If it's an energy type of thing, they're going to have to get one of the major uh, energy companies to want to uh, invest in this. So we want to deal with companies that have a chance for success. They'll come, they'll interview with our development managers, we'll work with them, review their business plan, review their ideas, talk about their strengths and their weaknesses, and, and they then will decide whether or not we can have them go before our review committee where we'll bring in a group of 15 or 20 major people from their industry. If it's energy, for instance, we'd have people in from BP, from 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 uh, uh, Schlumberger, from from uh, Shell, from you just name them. They're they're all in there, uh, and we'll determine whether we make them a client. We make them a client, and then we start working with them, behind them, working with them, hands hand in glove, one another towards hopefully success. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a process, and. Uh, we know that you've helped over a thousand companies. So when we go back, we'll talk about some of those successes.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh hey guys that's a personal foul an active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson uh, speaking with Paul Frazon um, of the exciting area of entrepreneurship and uh, startups in the area of technology. 
And uh, before the break, we were talking about how a company becomes part of the uh, Houston technology as well as the, um, um, the process for them to get started. So in this segment, we'd like to get into some of the various types of uh, companies and successes. Before we do that, Ken's got a question he'd like to share with Paul. Paul, I know that one of the uh, questions that's critical to our listeners is how can I, as perhaps an executive or a senior executive, um, uh, become interested or become part of this process? Okay, and the example I'd like to use, Paul, is I currently have a senior executive in our process who has been a uh, company man, if you will, all his life. He's never been an entrepreneur. He has not done consulting. He's not done contract necessarily. But when he and I talked uh, last Friday, as a matter of fact, he talked about having a very specific interest in becoming an entrepreneur, even though he has never been one. Could you share with our listeners, those who perhaps have that background and have that interest, uh, how that process can work and be successful for them? Well, let me uh, kind of think out loud here. As as I mentioned to you, uh, our client, our customer, is the entrepreneur or individual who has an idea. Uh, he'll turn that idea into a business plan, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we are not a, a placement agency, nor do we basically uh, hire people per se, but uh, there are a lot of examples that I think maybe fit into what you're talking about. We have had, uh, it's one of the reasons for uh, the success that we've been able to have, has, has been uh, heightened by the availability and or interest of employed or previously employed uh, senior folks who are fascinated about uh, today's world, about some of the technological things that are, that are occurring, have had uh, just a tremendous amount of success uh, they want to get into something in this area, and to the extent that uh, they're willing and, and interested in working with us, perhaps as a mentor to some of these young people that are starting companies, that's the first step, uh, perhaps as an advisor, perhaps as a member of our review teams. You know, I mentioned a little while ago that uh, uh, each in each area that we have, either life sciences or information technology uh, or uh, 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 energy-related, uh, aerospace, etc. We have senior people who are willing to take out time to be a member of our review committees. And we have review committees meet in each one of those sectors every single month to see and listen to the presentations of brand-new uh, applicant or client companies and we don't have a lot of geniuses at the Houston Technology Center. We don't have any geniuses. But as we re, uh, meet with these different potential clients and see that we think this makes sense, we say, but let's get somebody from that specific sector to come in and be part of our review committee. Let's bring in some very experienced folks. Let's pretend like it's in the, in the, in the life sciences and it's someone who has some kind of a, of a device that may have uh, implications uh, uh, in oncology and cancer research or, or, or whatever it might be. And let's bring in folks uh, that are entrepreneurs that have had business in that area. Let's bring in people from MD Anderson or other selected uh, uh, areas to listen to the presentation, to ask good, intelligent questions, and to work with us. And in many cases, not only 
does that question and answer period uh, benefit that client and let us make a decision as to whether or not we can bring them into our our stable of companies, if you will, that we can really work uh, uh, hand-in-hand with them to help them uh, get to the place that we'll recommend them to go somewhere for a specific uh, funding, perhaps, and make an introduction for them to the Houston Angel Network or to venture capitalists, etc. And during this period of time, some of these volunteer people uh, get really involved with the companies, get to know who this young management is, and sometimes it's led to the uh, individual saying that he would accept a he or she would accept a position with one of those companies. Sometimes they'll simply uh, work closely with us and maybe want to keep volunteering some time. Uh, we have one individual I can think of right now that uh, uh, had a very very illustrious career in the energy field and just didn't want to retire. And he just started here uh, just last week on a three-day-a-week, uh, half-day basis that he wants to donate some time. And if something came up that could be, uh, be a business or something, opportunity for him, hey, he'd listen to that, too. So things can work out that way, but I do want to emphasize you know, that we're not a placement agency, and it isn't the primary place to come to get a job. But, boy, can you get involved and can you basically be put to work intellectually, and it can be very rewarding as mentorship uh, always can be and has been. Well, and I know you also have a lot of educational and net- networking events, uh, Paul, that gives an opportunity for people to become involved and to learn more about uh, startups and, and perhaps see uh, a way that they could be part of that for future opportunities. But what are your perceptions um, on emerging emerging technologies and and the job opportunities that would be created through that. Well, once again, once these companies have gone through our application process and do become a client, uh, one of the main reasons that they've been hired, or the primary reason is that they've been hired, is that they do have a sound business plan. They have a sound technology basis that is what we refer to as disruptive. And what do we mean by that? Well, it means it's New and new and/or improved ways of solving a problem or of an opportunity, and as the growth occurs, this means that the entrepreneur who frequently does everything, frequently is with himself or herself, uh, with maybe a a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, a a, a compatriot, or whatever, and as it comes time. Uh, and success comes and they do get a little bit of uh, capital and they can start growing their business, by definition, uh, hiring needs to happen. And if it's a company that's going to be doing a little manufacturing, you know, you start off, you need to have a, a secretary, and then you need, then you need to have someone who's going to be doing your information technology, and you're, gonna, you're doing little models of making whatever it is, and they have to hire more people. So it does definitely mean growth. Uh, I can think of one of our companies, Hispanic Teleservices, that... Uh, uh, not too long ago, sold for about $40 million, but started off as nothing, as a couple of people with an idea of a call service type of thing, and it was definitely to cater to the growing Hispanic population here in the in the greater city of Houston, and they had to have people who had a real facility with the Spanish language, and it uh, started off here before it was through some of the jobs, even moved to Monterey, uh, and they had all kinds of, uh, of hirings that occurred, uh, uh, a company that's now in the... In the uh, it's in the life sciences area. You may have heard about it. You may have seen uh, their product uh, in some of the uh, major places like Walgreens and uh, uh, Target. Uh, it's called uh, Tyrell or with the Xeno uh, 
some people refer to it as the Zit Zapper. It was a, a device that was developed here in the city of Houston to uh, deactivate uh, blemishes on the face, if you will. And uh, there's a huge there's a huge cosmetic market there, not only for just the uh, the adolescents, but for uh, young men and young women, etc. And their growth has been absolutely spectacular, and many, many, many jobs were made uh, available. And the same thing is true whether it's uh, uh, in, uh, you know, IT. We, we talk about IT. You know, that's a very ubiquitous uh, thing, information technology and the computers. Every business today uh, has to have IT. Just like, you know, nanotechnology, that mystique word that we hear, that means small particles. It's a very, it's in the nanoscale. It can be for particles or materials. It can be used in energy. It can be used in, in, the, in the medical fields, et cetera. And so there's just many different opportunities that all create jobs. And that's our main mission, if you remember. We're here to en- enable the growth of business, to create jobs, and, and enhance the uh, economic development of Greater Houston. Oh, that's an excellent point. And one of the immediate questions that I know our listeners have is, well, how about today's economy? We hear so much gloom and doom and what was me and check a little the sky is falling and Cheryl and ours philosophy and our company's philosophy has always been and continues to be. The American dream is alive and well. And instead of it being the worst time, it could easily be the best time to take on this challenge. Could you share your thoughts on that, please? Well, I agree 100% with both of what you said. Let's not be naive about uh, the, the negative effects of the economy, but history will show you it's the time when the entrepreneurial spirit and the people that that take a look at what's going on, what the opportunities are that may be out there, how can I help make this be a little bit better, whatever I've identified. I've identified a problem. Maybe I can go out there and do do something else that will, will really work. For instance, my example of the uh, Zeno Corporation, people will still have blemishes, and the the way in which uh, uh, they, they came up with uh, the formation of their product uh, that was reducing price from all the different uh, medicaments that may be used to do something to to uh, correct the uh, problems with the uh, with the blemishes and the complexion, uh, etc. Uh, the one negative thing, obviously, that people have to watch out for, but it's an opportunity. Uh, funding is not as readily available. Boy, the money is there, but people are much more selective. Be it the Houston Angel Network or the venture capitalists, they have the money but they want to be much more cautious. It makes them be better businessmen and women. So it means opportunities, I believe. Well, we'll talk more about those opportunities when we return. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to 
www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success. Better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at nine miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from feedthepig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Paul Frazon, and we've covered a lot of ground here about the Houston Technology Center um, you've got an acronym that you'd like to share with the audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, Paul. Well, you know, I've, I've talked an awful lot here, and I'd like to have a, be certain there's a focus so that people that are listening can come away with perhaps uh, some type of an action call from uh, what I've talked to you about that maybe you'd be interested in. And I think a, a brief summary of, of who and what have I been talking about. If you remember the acronym ACE, A-C-E, that will tell you uh, what just what we do and give you a better idea what we don't do. A, we accelerate. We help accelerate the commercialization of emerging technology companies. Now, when I say help accelerate, that doesn't mean we start up. We write your business plan. I mean, we're helping you because you're trying to have it be successful. Help accelerate the commercialization of emerging technology companies. C, we're here to communicate, to communicate and to celebrate. 
what in the world is going on with the great potential companies, potentially great companies here in Houston. One of the real uh, uh, shortcomings in the, in the, for the city of Houston is that not enough people know all the wonderful opportunities there are in greater Houston. You know, we're so diversified, uh, which is good, but we're also diversified geographically. And that we need the people in the woodlands to be able to talk more to the, the medical center and the people in, in, down in Galveston to, to share all the wonderful things that are, that are happening down there, uh, uh, even before and certainly uh, even since uh, Ike. Uh, and uh, we're there to see, celebrate, celebrate all those good things. And the E of, uh, of ACE is to educate. Not only educate the entrepreneurs, but to educate the community as to all of the great potential that there is in Houston. You know, when I, when I first, back in 99, first uh, uh, came on, uh, I was able to get the, uh, the great McKinsey uh, company to work with us in doing a detailed analysis of the potential opportunities for a business incubator, business accelerator. That's what we call ourselves, both things. We, we're an incubator. We incubate the companies, but we incubate them to accelerate their commercialization. I wanted to be sure that the opportunities uh, were really there for potential success. And they ended out, uh, over a period of the next year, have five associates work carefully with us and analyze virtually from coast to coast. They went from Seattle down to, down to San Diego, over to Florida, and up to Boston, and crisscrossed across the land, looking at other areas like Seattle and San Diego and the Research Triangle and Boston and, and, and Austin and Dallas, and et cetera, all the different places where there were things like the Houston Technology Center, which were business incubators or accelerators, and working with the great universities where a lot of the technology emanates, and working with industry where a lot of the great uh, uh, technology emanates, and just see where does Houston stand? Does this look like we could have a, a success? And they came back after this study and said in so many words they referred to us as the sleeping giant, said the sleeping giant of greater Houston awakens, but they found no city that had four sectors of such strength as did Houston. Uh, you looked at in, in the one city here was the world's largest medical center by any way you want to mention it, number of patients, number of doctors, number of facilities, number of hospital beds, uh, et cetera, second largest in, in, federal, in federal funding uh, coming out of the great uh, universities uh, in our medical center. Uh, the energy capital world, no matter how anybody wanted to measure that, nobody ever seemed to argue that, uh, and starting to do work. And now we hadn't talked about this today, but one of the real opportunities are things in the area of biofuels, things in the area of alternative, alternative energies. There are so many things that are growing in the energy space to try to address uh, the the businesses of the, it can't just be uh, regular oil and gas. And uh, we have, in fact, uh, a volunteer who is volunteering to us as working with us at the Greater Houston Partnership in the Energy Collaborative that is working very, very hard on uh, developing some of the uh, opportunities in the, in the energy space, uh, et cetera. Uh, we had over 1,000 uh, individually incorporated IT companies when McKinsey did, the, did this study. Uh, we're the NASA, largest entity of NASA of all 10 the different locations. So they came back and said the opportunities were absolutely enormous, uh, one of the problems they saw is we had to communicate better because people didn't realize the great opportunities that were there. And uh, 
I think since we've been here, uh, you know, we've helped companies now raise in excess of six or seven hundred million dollars. Help our companies raise over six or seven hundred million. I say help because we can't raise it for them. They have to raise it. They have to believe in what they're doing. But we can make the contact, make the introduction, because we're sticking our neck out when we do that. So we have to have the company well, well positioned to communicate who and what they are. But they have to do it themselves, so we have to try to teach them better how to make a presentation, how to focus it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, that's one of the primary purposes for the Houston Technology Center, and we get that done through people, people within this great community. And Paul, that leads to our next question, and as we kind of wind this down, perhaps you can uh, close on this note. Our environment today is one of... Uh, what we call the green technology. That obviously, from everything we hear coming out of Washington, is going to be where we're going, where the money's going, and so forth. We have so many national and international listeners right now who are so interested in that, but they're not in Houston. They're in different parts of the country, perhaps even different parts of the world. Share with our listeners, even around the world, how they can participate in this and what specific suggestions or thoughts would you have for them relative to how they can get involved. Well, you know, as I mentioned, uh, we do have our, our orientation where people can really learn what we do and, and don't do, but a, a good deal of what we're doing does uh, certainly involve much more than uh, uh, just uh, the United States of America. We have a new uh, entity that we've just formed. That's the HTC Americas uh, group where we're doing things. We've just finished uh, signing a mutual uh, uh, agreement with uh, with Mexico, where we're doing a lot of things uh, with them. They had a contingency up here uh, that came up to visit us. We've signed some uh, some uh, uh, official uh, uh, memorandums of understanding. They've had uh, companies come up from Mexico. A couple of them are even housed in in uh, our facility. You know, the Houston Technology Center, as I mentioned, is a 50,000 square foot facility. Uh, we have. Uh, some uh, 50 different uh, companies that are within our within our building that are housed there to to do their to do their business. You don't have to be a client uh, of ours to to be in the building, but you have to be basically in a related non-competitive type of business. So uh, uh, we're we're a worldwide business. A lot of people come visit us. Many 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 of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, foreign uh, diplomats are in our building all the time. We put on programs for people in uh, in Germany and in Canada, et cetera, et cetera. Houston is a worldwide location. It's the gate. It's certainly the gateway to uh, to Latin America, uh, specifically, and all of the things that go on between uh, between us with the energy capital of the world. Canadians are here all the time, people from other parts of the world. It's a worldwide business that we're in and that we're all in. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. We have many more questions we could have asked, but uh, next week I just want to mention that our guest will be longtime friend and former client Bob Bunker. He's uh, with the Brookwood Group and has an extensive career in engineering and construction, both domestically and internationally. Join us next week for another fascinating show. Thank you again, Paul. So we look forward to visiting your facility and doing all we can to become wealthy and successful. Come visit us second or fourth Wednesday of every month, 4 o'clock. We'll be there. See you. Thank you, buddy.
Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America.